Testing, one, two, three, testing. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Creating Web3. I'm your host, Tiffany Monahan, and today I'm joined by Sally Jan, who is the head of SAP.io Foundries in New York City. And this cohort that she has this year is a Web3 and Future of Work with Success Factors cohort that we're going to talk all about today. And Sally is working for SAP. Uh, myself as well. And SAP, if you ha are not aware, is an enterprise software for financials, travel and expense, HR, employee management, supply chain, a number of enterprise software areas, and has a absolutely huge reach. SAP has been around for over 50 years, and SAP customers are generating 87% of the total global commerce in the world, which is absolutely huge. That's about 46 trillion, according to the SAP corporate fact sheet. And with such a storied history and such a massive reach, it's curious to see SAP leaders like Sally, uh, like you, who are in the company and embracing Web3 together with SAP.io. And to kick off the conversation today, Sally, could you briefly introduce yourself and SAP.io as well? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. So as Tiffany said, I am part of SAP as well. I know there's a lot of external guests and really amazing folks that join here. Um, we happen to be colleagues, and Tiffany and I have been colleagues for several years. I am on a team called SAP.io, which is our corporate innovation, corporate ventures team. And SAP.io is uh, working with startup partners. We've been around for about five years. We've worked with just hit the 500 startup mark. So we have 500 startups in our portfolio. We have uh, 12 different office locations throughout the world. I happen to run our New York program. We also have others in North America, APJ, and the Europe and uh, Middle East area as well. And, um, you know, we've been on a, a great journey because SAP, as, men as mentioned by Tiffany, is really just full coverage. It covers every single industry under the sun, creates product solutions that Fortune 500s need and use are extremely crucial to run their businesses. And so with SAPIO, we're bringing in startup partners that can integrate with SAP solutions, complement SAP solutions, and add even more value to what SAP customers consume with the solutions that our startups are delivering. And so they're delivering solutions that are innovative, you know, out of the box and are solving for real needs of big corporates. And as a way of working with startups, we have these boundaries programs, which are accelerators. And within the accelerators, there are no equity programs which means we don't take any ownership. We don't invest into the startups during the foundry programs. And that gives us the ability to actually explore startups from different, many different stages from different parts of the world 
very diverse sets of startups, anywhere from seed stage to series D. So not necessarily even startups. Some of these are growth stage um, companies that have hundreds of employees that generate seven, even eight figure types of uh, annual revenues. And we are able to be very selective with the startups we work with and work alongside SAP businesses that want to bring innovation into their organizations. And so right now I'm working with a Web3 group of startups, and that's something that is extremely close and I'm extremely passionate about in my personal life. And I wanted to bring that to light to the SAP IO programs. And though I do want to mention we aren't limited to Web3, of course, we are doing a lot of Web2 as well within SAP IO. And we've done everything from things in the retail consumer fashion space to the uh, to the sustainability ESG space, to industry topics like manufacturing, supply chain, automotive, you name it. So SAPIO really covers it all. What we really, really care about are started with a strong product market fit, already working with the Fortune 500, that Fortune 500s that we as SAPIO can partner with and go to market too and help them become really wildly successful with our customers. And I love that there's such a breadth of different cohorts and different themes and the way that you're selecting them and thinking about them can create a big diverse pool of startups and scale-ups. And I'd love to understand if you could take us back to when you first became passionate about Web3 and when you thought that, okay, this could be a good idea for an SAP.io cohort, how did you really bring that in, especially because in, I would say, most people's minds, SAP, you know, is kind of the the antithesis of uh, Web3, like maybe they don't fit so well together. So I would love to understand that thinking that you had and then how you went on the journey to figure out how you really could bring Web3 startups and scale-ups into the ecosystem here. Right, 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 totally. There's definitely a fine balance between bringing in startups that would be relevant for SAP and SAP customers, which, you know, are probably not gonna be the first adopters of a lot of startup technologies and then bringing in things that are cutting edge, that are interesting, that our customers do find compelling and really capture the years of our customers and our um, other stakeholders. So for me, I started on this journey of exploring Web3 when I first attended one of the largest blockchain conferences in the industry called ETH Denver, Ethereum Denver, and this organization um, brings together, you know, many actually ETH uh, conferences throughout the world, but ETH Denver is the largest that they have. And there's tens of thousands of people from the Web3 industry that attend, both developers and business folks, operators, founders, VCs, you name it. And in going to that event, I realized for the first time 
Yeah. Oh, so how much there is to explore in Web3 and how sort of far behind we are, um, not just, you know, myself when it comes to the learning group at SAP and other giant corporates because there's so much potential. And at the at the core, yeah, SAP is not going to touch, you know, regulated um, cryptocurrencies or DeFi projects or, um, you know, NFTs that are just about art um, or digital, <laughs> necessarily those digital currency type of projects. But SAP has a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity at SAP to really break into Web3 and use that as a catalyst for changing how we do things, how we're, you know, even perceived by the public. And so if you think about some of SAP's core businesses around supply chain or CX, which is customer experience, or HR, which is our success factors tool. There's a lot of potential to use blockchain and Web3 tools. So for example, in supply chain, we have ability to use block, blockchain to track and trace. And the track and trace could be around fair trade. It could be around a circular economy. It could be around the practices and ingredients and the specifications that go into different products and if things are being done in a regulated way because blockchain can audit the whole supply chain and every step of the way of which a finished product or um, a material can come through their life cycle. Within CX, there's a lot of opportunities to change the way that selling is done and how consumers purchase and that could include things around you know vr ar metaverse world gamifying and using digital um, currency crypto payments as well and nfts to authenticate that you know you've purchased a luxury good and this is, you know, you, Tiffany, you're the owner of this amazing luxury bag. And now, you know, we have a relationship between Tiffany and the luxury brand for the lifetime uh, that you own it. And then when you resell it, the retailer can then understand which, how the NFT and how the ownership of the product is being transferred to that customer to retailer relationship is held much longer creates a much loyal, more loyal uh, customer and even potential opportunities to interact through the lifetime of owning that product. And then when it comes to future of work, which is something I'm working on now with this group of Web3 startups, I launched the Web3 Future of Work program a, a couple months ago. And we this is the first time that SAPIO We've launched a whole cohort of Web3 startups, and they are focused on disrupting HR. And you know, HR has changed a lot in the last several years, particularly because we've 
come into the world of COVID and it changed um, the way people work. It changed the way that people want to work. It changed the, the way that employers and employees are expected to have a relationship and the whole dynamic. And, and so some of the web three future of work tools we have under our belt are in the web, uh, are in the metaverse space. And they are focused on, you know, VR and AR um, opportunities to train, onboard, um, develop best in class learning and development opportunities for start for for uh, for employees. Some of them are around paying employees uh, in alternative crypto uh, currencies, and some around sovereign identity, digital identity. So creating your identity on a blockchain for background checks, for employment verification, for you know having that much quicker ability to really identify someone with their own digital passport. So those are some of the opportunities that we're seeing. There's yeah. obviously described many because there's so much that, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to just scratch the surface, but there's so much more that we can do. And, you know, I, on the startup side of SAP and working at these different initiatives, but, you know, SAP has a bunch of folks internally too. And I applaud, you know, Tiffany, you've always been really um, for thinking you've helped mentor a lot of our startups in the past. That's how we have this relationship from years ago. And then, you know, the executives at Success Factors as well that have um, been strong advocates to kind of go on this journey with us and experiment and think about, you know, what are our startup solution that can be consumed by SAP customers today. And then, you know, pushing them, uh, pushing the startups to really think about the real enterprise use cases. And that's something we help them work on together, develop these really compelling use cases so that we can put them in front of enterprise customers to deliver the right messaging, sell, and go to market together. And then also help them figure it, figure out sometimes their business models because in Web three, one of the things I'm seeing is it's you know there's been a lot of venture capital into these companies and they've raised huge rounds without really having to prove out they can monetize. And with SAP, which is a huge you know sales organization where. Most most of what all of our KPIs on all the SAP teams are, you know, largely driven by bottom line. It's an opportunity for the startups to work alongside us and figure out for the first time how they can really monetize on the enterprise scale. Um, and I'm talking, you know, about Web three startups in particular. And so that's that's what we're working on with them. They they create a lot of value for us, but we also I bring something to them that, you know, they haven't really had an opportunity to do. And now uh, we're pushing for, for go to market together. I think it's, I, I want to hear more about this idea of monetization and also hearing about the teams, how they're working together and embracing 
new technology or even old technology. And in towards the beginning, you had said, you know, oh, like SAP, you would think would never work with NFTs, never touch crypto ever. But in a way, I mean, here, here SAP.io is bringing in a company like BitPay, who is having crypto <laughs> or, um, you know, working with NFTs in the customer experience space. And so you, you also said, too, that the teams that they're working with, they're teams within SAP, they're solution focused on their enterprise technology. So for example, the HR tech solution, success factors, and day to day, they're working with this technology that's been around for a long time. And then they, here they are where they're learning about the Web3 startups that are coming in and really they're having to embrace each other. So I would love to hear, you know, for both parties, the end goal is monetization and how are they coming together and really embracing a new mindset, working to find the right use cases and putting that into the market, into the SAP ecosystem to really leverage that for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So yeah, the, this SAP IO people ask, oh, why do you guys have this program it's no equity like what do you what do you get out of it um, and, and in fact we can extract a lot out of it um you know first of all there's a piece around just the amazing the amazing mind share that we and knowledge share and expertise we can learn from startups as well they are experts in their space working on specific problems versus SAP can be more generalist at times working on enterprise problems. So having these incredible partners really helps us learn and explore many topics outside of our realm. So SAP to you know, the credit of the some of the folks that initially brought SAPIO together, the ideation of it, um, you know, realize we're a 50-year-old software company and we have our bread and butter and we have all these new products in the roadmap. But we also need to work with outside partners to grow and and really make a, a dent in the next evolution of SAP. So that starts to bring that for us. And then on, and then we're bringing together strong partnerships together with them that will equate to monetization. And what we do on our side is, you know, SAP has 100,000 employees and we have people with expertise, all kinds of expertise. And the startups are, many startups are really, 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 you know, dying to work with SAP. They already have, um, you know, all of these enterprise customers are overlapping SAP customers, and they're trying to figure out how can I integrate with SAP, with their, my customer's SAP solutions. And so SAP IO brings in technical experts, solution managers to help each of the startups get an integration done with SAP, launch into the SAP store, which is our customer marketplace. And in that process, we are also figuring out the right use cases. And so not every use case that the startup has is relevant to enterprise customer, but we work together to dig in 
deep dive and figure out what are the right use cases together. And helping them figure that out is a big deal. Um, that will help them on a number of things. It will help them figure out the right pricing model for, for enterprise. It will help them figure out the right messaging for the enterprise in terms of what's going to be really compelling and sell, get that deal with the enterprise. It's going to um, help them because we're helping them in the areas of marketing as well, whether that's putting them into the various conferences that we host and sponsor every year, which are you know hundreds of us con SAB conferences, um, putting them in our marketing and press releases that give a lot of attention on them. And so we feature different startups in, you know, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, TechCrunch, our own press releases, etc. And uh, even our internal newsletters get a lot of hits with the huge amount of um, you know employee base that we have. And so a lot of the, I mentioned there's a lot of technical mentorship and support. The SARTs also get a lot of business development mentorship and support. And so we have executives at SAP that are directly working with the startups one-on-one -on, -one on many different topics. We have different account teams, sales teams that own these incredible, you know, Fortune 500 accounts that are making connections between the startups and which of their customers they should introduce them to. Within SAPIO, we have a whole sales series to teach the startups about things like negotiations, closing the deal, getting uh, pricing down. And then we have um, a lot of these like one-on-one -on -one opportunities for them to have coffee corners or office hours to meet with our executives that are drilling down on sales strategy with each of the startups. And so there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is. And uh, one thing that I thought was interesting that you were talking about as well is about the use cases that you have seen with the SAP.io and what you kept repeating was relationships. So between the CX use case, you know, you have the relationship between retailer and consumer and how the startups have in the Web3 space have transformed that. And for supply chain between the manufacturer, the supplier, the consumer as well, that's has transformed that relationship. And now with the current cohort, there's the employee, their employer, and that relationship has changed as well. And from my, my view, just as uh, listening to this, the first thing I think is that it's really because of trust. And now they're using technology where they, they have this trust, but it's also about the 
new way that people want to engage, the new expectations that employees have, new ways of working, um, future ways that we haven't even established really of shopping or manufacturing or employee engagement. And so I would love your thoughts on this idea, especially with the current cohort in mind. And maybe you can share some examples of why you think that that relationship is changed and how you see that changing even more in the future. Sure. When you when you say trust, it actually it brings up when I when I think of the word trust, I've been hearing the word trust a lot in the Web3 world. Um, because of you know that that's one version of trust. And then second version of trust is like the human to human relationship that I think a lot about. So on the first part of trust, you know, as an industry, uh, industry as a whole, there we've seen a lot of um, things go down in the last um, months that that show us how important that you know trust means for this industry. Whether it's people that are abusing the trust, or whether it's using this technology to advance trust and accountability and trackability and you know the ability to be immutable so when it comes to that the industry as a whole i think blockchain and what we're doing with web3 can really enhance trust and also the speed and um, of how things move when it comes to auditing data on the blockchain or verifying someone's background on the blockchain and these are things that we really need to do in order to and advance all of the enterprise capabilities, whether it's on the HR side or the supply chain side, et cetera. And then the second thing when I think about trust is, yes, the relationship building aspect of the world that we're in. There's a lot of trust needed to adopt a startup technology. And a lot of startups, as a result, find it really difficult to break into the enterprise and sell to the enterprise. And many of them have to give up free or low price or freemium trials and pilots and POCs to first get their foot in the door. Many of them have to start from, you know, small, medium business contracts to break into enterprise. And many of them have to maybe have a founder or executive on the team that already have a trusting relationship with a customer to break into that customer. So, and then um, trust as a whole within SAP too. SAPIO, we've been around now for five years. We've had to build up a lot of our our own brand and trust across organization to, to really prop up the startups that we work with and the work that we do so that the or, organization as a whole our colleagues, our customers are starting to recognize the name of SAPIO and the work that we do and the amazing startups that we have. And so we're doing that already. And that's a great foundational basis for the startups when they launch into SAPIO. And many of them tell me they reach out to uh, you know, executives on LinkedIn cold or by email and they say, hey, we're part of SAPIO program and it gives them instant um, some instant credibility and the connection that they wouldn't be able to 
to get if they hadn't joined the SAPIO program or had the SAP partner um, logo, right? So we're doing that. We're helping the startups also figure out how to build those relationships too. And so that's very much a part of the programming we do because at the end of the day, I tell people, I tell the startups, you're selling to a human being and that human being also just, you know, they're the decision maker and they need to understand your product and they need to understand what it is that you're doing. So really simplify your message and really simplify your value proposition. Make it so easy for them that they can't say no and then deliver on the promises you make and deliver on the features and the and the contract and show professionalism and show that you have this scalability that maybe you sell in just one of the, you know, one, one module today, but you have all of that and to build into trustworthy relationship and land and expand your contract from what could be a couple hundred dollars a month to five, six figures uh, a month. Right. And so the ultimate goal, we have seen some of the startups achieve this, is to co-sell five, six-figure contracts together with SAP. I love that. And that's so powerful as well. That's powerful advice and a powerful way to approach it. And, and Sally, I would love to know if you have, if you can share it with us, uh, what the next cohort of SAP.io could look like in the Web3 space. I cannot exactly share with you. <laughs> we are still in planning phases. However, I will say that I'm going to keep pushing for Web3 startups into the SAPIO ecosystem. So no matter what topic we're covering next, whether it be in you know data AI analytics, which is such a hot topic now, um, whether it's in supply chain, you know, I will always push for startups that are web 2.5 or web three to be a part of these programs because I think there's so much white space and opportunity and there's just so much interest. Um, and then, you know, we will continue to support the SAPIO startups that graduate and that are alumni of ours for many years to come. And so they become a part of our family. So the web three startups that are now in the program they're going to have a lot of opportunities. So you won't, they will not uh, leave the limelight and we actually will have a demo day for them virtually and possibly in person. So if you're interested and your audience is interested, we please um, take a look at our SAPIO YouTube channel or SAPIO website, which is just sap.io and sign up for the newsletter there to keep up to date on our virtual demo days for not just my program, but all programs. And we do have a date for the Web3 Future of Work demo day. It will be live streamed on YouTube on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Yes, yeah, to save the date. Ooh la la. It will be, yes, <laughs> you can watch it. It'll be in the morning for Eastern and Pacific times. So you will launch into Valentine's Day with a perfect Web3 um, SAPIO demo day. And it'll be, it'll, it will live on the YouTube channel if you happen to not be able to join live. 
Amazing. And we can put the link in the show notes as well. And then if any startups who are listening want to apply for SAPIO or get in touch and see if they're eligible, I assume as well, they can go to sap.io.com um, or no, sap.io, sorry. And, <laughs> and they can get in touch there. But is there any other way that you suggest that they get in touch? Also, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can um, find me on Twitter. So those are ways to get in touch. And yes, on our, on our website, the newsletter will, um, if you sign up for the newsletter, it will announce not just the demo date dates, but also upcoming programs with the themes and how to apply. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sally, for joining. And it was great to have you today. Thank you so much. Happy holidays.